You strike me as the bear type. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. Welcome to a brand new episode of Dork Trek. Hello and welcome to the longest running, officially funniest Star Trek podcast on the internet. Officially? Officially. It's, it's official. Wow. It's official. We're the funniest Star Trek podcast on the internet. Hello, I'm one of your hosts. My name is Bob. It's a pleasure to be here today. Hi, Bob. Hi, Bob. So you got you fro- introduce yourselves, man. I'm Dennis. Black and Asian. Hello, Dennis from Earth. And, 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 and I'm the librarian. You guys act like we've never done this before. <laughs> no, we've never done this. So, this you know, before. Lieutenant Commander Jay-Z is off. And so it, uh, it throws off the rhythm. I thought you said Lieutenant Commander Jay-Z. Yeah, Jay. I did. Oh. Dirt off your shoulder. I'm worried that Jenny's not here because um, we normally run long when Jenny's not around. Yeah. Um, we've been running long anyway, I've noticed recently. The the average episode for Voyager has been like an hour and like 10 to 15 minutes. So I'm just afraid we're going to talk until the sun comes up. So someone has to pull the plug eventually. I just glanced at the clock. So I, 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 in my head, I've mentally said, don't let the Door Trek episode be longer than the actual Star Trek episode. Well, oh, I, that's, have to, that's I wake happen. up at 430. So if my alarm goes off, then why do you that. wake? Why do you wake up at 430? I got stuff to do in the morning, man. Like what? That's I awful. I got to work out before I go to work. Are you, how are you getting swole? Hell yeah. Nice. <laughs> Let's get my cardio in. You know? get, what are you doing? Like you're jogging like a boxer? You're doing yeah. road work? Yeah, I got the uh, the hoodie with the sleeves cut off, and I'm just running like you're gonna get shot, Clubber Lang style. Oh. <laughs> hey boy, ain't hey nobody boy. shooting Clubber Lang. <laughs> Did you get a Peloton or something, dude? No, you just what do you do? You just run around your just neighborhood? Run. Yeah, just run. All right, I dig it. Trying to get swole, trying to make sure that uniform fits for the next con, right, bro? There's no hope of that. <laughs> that was many, many, many pounds ago. Yeah, that was like 10 I years ago. I was so ago. skinny back then. Yeah, we all were. But anywho, um, what's the name of this episode we're watching this week? Is ex this post ex facto? Yeah. What ex is that in Latin? Ex post facto. After the fact? Yes. Ex post facto. That's in the Constitution. Suck it, Ted Cruz. No ex post facto laws. You say so. I, I, I'm or no elections. I'm the one person on the uh, on the internet who's facto. not a constitutional scholar. Yeah, me neither. So I just You're not? I have. Well, you have a uh, an internet account, right? It yeah, but I, I just use it. it comes twice. with it. It's part of your uh, service agreement with your service <laughs> provider. I got my degree. Yeah. I mean, the fact that I've got a copy of the over here somewhere, the copy of the Federalist Papers that I often Alexander read. Hamilton wrote the other 51. Why do you write like you're running out of time? Day, day and night like you're running out of time. I have a 10-year-old in my house who's obsessed with uh, me. That's all. That's all. That's a great... I mean, uh, it is, hopefully but... you've watched that... that, that uh, performance multiple times i've seen it a lot love that love that show but uh i love you know what i'm gonna say i love this episode of voyager 
See, I liked it better when it was on TNG and Riker blew up the space station. I like the fact oh, wait, that no. it's it's not a problematic rape makes it better for me. Like that, that's a nice thing. Yeah. Wait, no, no, I'm I'm sorry, I, I messed up. I like this episode better when it was about O'Brien, who is wrongfully accused. No, is that right. the one I like? I can't remember. It's one of it's one of those two. You're right, but again, I like it better that I like this better than the Riker episode. Dennis, what did we rate the Riker episode? Uh, uh, I don't know. I that like, episode was matter of perspective. I like this episode better because it's not the problematic rape and murder of a bunch of people on a space station. But I don't think there was anybody on the space station but the scientist and the rape. Third season, Dennis. 14th yeah. episode. So I like that better. I really enjoy the 6.4. 6.4? Okay. All right. So it's not like we... What did I give that one, Dennis? He gave it a six. Okay. All right. That's yeah. I like this episode better than that one. Mm. Um, I, I don't know. I really enjoyed this episode. There's no, there's no time travel. There's no holodeck. There's no holodeck. Um, there are implanted memories, which kind of holodeck ish, but not really. Um, but they're at least, at least the memories are there for, a, they serve a real purpose. Like this is their form of punishment. You have to relive this every 14 hours, which yeah. what the fuck? How long is a day on this place? Twice a day, I got to watch this? Mm -hmm. um, this is one of the rare episodes that I can think of in Star Trek where they don't, well, maybe not so much DS9, but they don't really start with a captain's log. Yeah. You're just kind of in, in something happening and you have no idea what's going on right off the bat. I don't know. I, I don't think they actually give the star date at all in this episode because according to uh, the memory alphas, it's star date unknown. And this is this is one that I thought happened later. So did I. In the series. Mm -hmm. And it seems so like I. it should. Yes. Um, this is actually one of the episodes I think I've seen the most of Voyager. Me too. Just That's for weird, some right? reason, it always seems to be on. Like when this show was in syndication on TNN, I would see it on there uh, quite a bit. But so in all the previous episodes that we've done, they haven't really had like any kind of relationship with people on a planet. You know, they've never yeah. really beamed down to somebody's planet to do technology exchanges or anything like that. And this one, it's like, well, what's going on? Like, it just seemed weird that these guys would be on a planet. Yeah. And what a weird group to send down there. You're sending yeah. an ensign who knows jack about shit. I mean, you guys were in the service. You know how they treated ensigns. They're fucking idiots. Um, and they send Paris. Like, why not send an engineer? Why not send the I understand captain? why they sent Paris. Because... He's the pilot. Yeah, they needed to get past this blockade. Somebody's got to fly. But why not send... Why not send... Why not send Chakotay? God knows the man's not doing a goddamn thing up there. Yeah. He, you know what? This is an expression I like to use when watching football. Chakotay is stealing a living. Like that's what he's doing. He's stealing a living. Like he's just—he's stealing a ride back to the Alpha Quadrant. <laughs> he's doing nothing. Like because he's still planning on being a terrorist. Because they discussed it when she's like, "Oh, you know that old trick." Blah blah blah. And he's like. You know, I won't fall for that one again. And he's all, oh, I've got other tricks. Yeah. So he's, like, you know, I'm going to go home and still be a Maquis when I get home. He is doing, but I'm just saying even the actor, like Robert Beltran on this show so far is stealing a living. He's yeah. doing nothing. 
It's not. He's not right in the episodes. But still, I mean, come on. No wonder why the man was bored out of his mind. He's not doing anything. But again, I think we see like, you know, Dennis is kind of saying we're seeing very blatantly. It's not him. Yeah, they're just, you know, as an actor, why not show up and get a check for seven years? But he's bored out of his mind because they're just not using him. correctly. He still has to uh, come for those early call times. And he's just sitting there like, I've got fucking three lines in this episode. What do you want me to do? Look, how about this? Don't show the tattoo side of my face for my three lines so I don't have to sit in this chair for seven hours while you draw this fucking thing on. Just show this side of my face. No, we need to do it against the reference photos to make sure that it's... No, 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 (laughs) no. Son of a bitch. But like, oh my God. This was one of the first He actually went and got it tattooed permanently on his face just (laughs) to... Oh, this is the worst. I could sleep in longer this way. <laughs> this is one of the first episodes in quite some time that I remember where he actually does something because he is at the con and he does that Maquis trick that you mentioned a minute ago, Dennis. It's, but yeah, he's not doing anything. Yeah, which the trick didn't really look that impressive when they showed it. Oh, no, our engines are dead. I hope yeah. nobody shoots. It. I got yeah. you. We're not dead. It's like the when Han Solo like pulls that that trick they'd never seen this trick before and it just kind of like moves from one side of the screen to the other <laughs> it's like whoa i get what there. i get what they were going for but i think it's the special effects and i think that that was one of the first times that i've actually noticed that the the cg effect looked pretty crappy uh, yeah. right because originally with all the other star treks they've been models yeah this was CG and it looks pretty bad. Right? Like it does, yeah. it might as well have, you might as well have had a kid draw a black piece of paper with white lines on it and then just put spaceships on sticks and move them around like this. Pew, 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 pew. Yes, exactly. pew, 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 pew. Oh no, my ship's playing dead. <laughs> Not really. Pew, pew, pew. Oh, yeah. you got me. Yeah, it just didn't look really great. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, uh, we're kind of all over the place here, and that's because Jenny's not here to, to with her steady hand. See, she doesn't even have to say anything. She just kind of gets quiet and gives that look, and we know we're boring her. Well, I look over at her. Well, I'm pretty convinced that Jenny doesn't like me. Like we, I've known her for a very long time, but I'm just like, I know she hates me because I just look at her sometimes when we're recording, and she's just like, "Shut the fuck up." No, I think you, I can... you you actually knew her longer than I have. Yeah, and. Uh... Everybody knows each other longer than I'm like the, the I'm the Yoko of this group. No, this, stop. Damn it. Or at best, I'm the Ringo, which Ringo's really sucks. first off, Ringo's great. At least Ringo's still alive. Yeah. Yeah, but so is Paul. I think there's some kind of Highlander thing going on. And at some point, Ringo and Paul have to fight. But it's kind of cool. Like this is a noir Trek episode. Like it opens up in black yeah. and white, and like you see, you know, Tom Paris in a fit of rage and passion kills another man for the you love of tell his my wife. captain. I'm gonna murder you with my murder knife. <laughs> it's uh, all the clues are there, and he's, then he's, he's Captain guilty. Stabbing. Yeah, dude, he's totally Captain Stabbing. Stabbing your wife, and I'm stabbing you. But yes, yeah, so he, so we we know immediately what happens, and the idea that he has to watch this every fourteen hours is just like wow, that's pretty hardcore, dude. Like whose hours? I don't exactly. know. 
but who knows? I mean, I'm sure he's watching this thing more than once a day, right? Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. What if you're asleep? And then he's like, nope. Yes, time you're to about to have over. a bad dream. Time to wake up, baby. You got to watch you kill this dude. I imagine after a while, though, you become desensitized to it. Yeah, well, but and see what happens if you're a person who gets off on that kind of thing. Like, I want to know what it feels like to be murdered by myself. That's true. Like, that's why you murder. Yeah, that's exactly. true. It's because you oh, just punish you, me again. You live vicariously through them. Well, I'm sure there's ways in space where they can fix that. But yeah, I imagine eventually you'll, yeah, if you get off on that thing, they'll probably figure out a new way to do it. But they, you don't have to tell them you're getting off on it. Oh no! Is that a roll of quarters in your pocket, crazy man? Are you happy to see me? I, I hope I don't get murdered again today. Anyway, we can make this every seven hours. <laughs> it kind of lines up with my refractory period. <laughs> Although theoretically, if you go to sleep right after one, it's really easy. You can get a, a good eight. Yeah, my wife doesn't understand that. Like, yeah, I got to masturbate before I go to bed. It really helps. Like, it's like a warm glass of milk. You have to watch me. In a sock. It's just, it's just how it works. <laughs> yeah. I, yes. I don't, don't look at me. I need you to turn away, but it's I still need disgust. you to breathe heavily. You need to be aware that it's happening. Yeah. But just don't, don't no eye contact. Hey. Just yes. be aware. Hey, Stephanie, I built this public transit model. Can we use this <laughs> Like you pretend I'm a weird man on the bus masturbating. Just, yeah. Just like, wow, Bob, how did you have time to do all that? Well, you know, the kids have been at school the past couple of days. You've got all that extra wood laid around. Uh, are your kids doing in-person schooling? Yeah. Two days a week. Okay. Uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. They're very excited. I'm happy for them. And it's four days a week. Oh, wow. Half days. Okay. That's weird. So two days. But you're in kindergarten now, okay. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sure so, they're I'm sure they like this better than being at home staring at an iPad. Yes. So that's good. I'm sure so, your wife appreciates a little bit of the time too. Yeah. So she she can run her business. Do you want to plug her business, Dennis? Go. Ana Amara Boutique. Look it up. Well, you got H-A-N-A-A-M-A-R-A. a website. A-M-A-R-A. Dot com. Yeah. I see it's H A N A dash A M A R A dot com. There you go. Ooh. There you go. We'll put that Do in the Do they line. have sleep masks, Dennis? They have sleep masks. Because I, I really need it to be dark when it I sleep. Be, it can be very dark and you'll look very fashionable. It's uh, reminiscent of uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Ooh. Ooh. Sleep Love that movie. Worn by Audrey Hepburn. I believe Is Audrey mm-hmm. Hepburn in that movie. Nah. Yes. Now, here's my question. Do they have sleep masks that are shaped and contoured like a man's balls? So it's like when you're sleeping, you can pretend someone's put their balls on your eyeballs. The Kentucky Shades? Yes. Yeah, that's in the fall collection. So. Okay. All right, all right. I guess you don't want to come right out of the gate with that. No. Yeah. No. I wonder if they make those. They have to. Kentucky Shades? Kentucky Shades. I don't know, but it's a great idea. Let me Google that on my work phone. Spin this off. Um, I'm, I'll make my own company. Uh, no, I, I don't see any Kentucky shade, Kentucky green, um, sleeping masks, Kentucky shade, sleeping gl- mask. No, nothing. Images. There's like a, <laughs> I gotta see, right? Why was anybody look at images? There's a Kylo Ren one. There's a, a Pepe the Frog one on Wish. Um, there's a Pepe the Frog one. 
but not not one that looks like someone's balls. That's depressing. What's wrong with you, Internet? I'm disappointed. You know what? I'll I'll talk to my wife about it and see if she'll, she'll go for it. Testicle sleeping masks. <laughs> Testicle sleep. Maybe we could do something on. Uh, I mean, I'm just looking Cafe for press. Testicle sleeping mask. Nothing. What is going on here? That. How does this not happen? I'm really disappointed. For sale in soon on DoorTrek.com. So could you drive across the border and and make like the final stitch on each pair that we what sell? Causes testicle pain. So you could you could we could sell them as authentic Kentucky sleep masks and and, and because yeah, they're from fine. Kentucky. Yeah, they're from. We're going to Kentucky to get our sleep masks. They look like man's balls. We put them on our eyes. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So um, voyage. what's up with the feather heads? I said they look like it looks like they got cabbage growing out of their head. Yeah, like but those it's, are supposed to be feathers, right? But they have feathers and hair. Which yeah, is a little weird. Like her, the lady's husband didn't. I assume that means he's bald. No, no, no. He had gray. Yeah, he had a gray patch. Did he? Yeah, I yeah. yeah. Now is the are this like is this a ceremonial headdress or is this actually skin? I thought it was ceremonial until I was looking at the lady. Mm-hmm. And it looked like the way her hair and the way it was, you know, it, the eyebrows fade into it and stuff. That that's their now. Do their... they just have hair on their head, or is it everywhere that they have hair on their bodies? They have feathers, feathers too. Feathers like on so their arms, got like a crotch. Yeah, feather I'm thinking. Crotch. Yeah, I'm thinking they were originally feathered. Do they have to have laser feather removal? Yes, when it's bikini season. That's pretty. I, kept, I don't know if you watched Kids in the Hall back in the day. Yes, the but I chicken lady. Th- chicken lady through this whole thing. <laughs> that always disturbed me greatly. Boy, what did you do? So yeah, total chicken lady vibe through this entire episode. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Um, but so we meet the, these aliens who are going to help out, and again, it's a weird pairing that goes down. You think there'd be like someone in command that would go. But I guess Paris is a pilot and command, but he's not very professional. I mean, the guts, he's an ex-con for Pete's sake. Why not send Chakotay? He's not doing anything else. Well, technically, Chakotay's a criminal too, so. Yeah, but Chakotay wasn't actually in the joint. He's just a terrorist. He's a a freedom fighter, man. What was was the technology that they were looking at? Was it some kind of engineering thing? Yeah. So why wouldn't they send Torres? Yeah, where's Torres? Well, she's Klingon and she'd rough up the place. She might actually kill the guy. The guy that she uh, broke his nose. Where's that guy? He's not doing. He's not chief engineer, so he's not doing anything. Yeah. Wouldn't it be hot though to see Torres and this chick making out? Like that would be pretty dope. Like I know what you wanted since you first came in this building, Torres. You want to rub my clam, my feathered clam, feathery, feathery clam. Yeah, that'd be dope. So there's one feathery one, and then there's two ridged ones. Yeah. So that sounds, like, that yeah. sounds like a good combination. I don't know. I don't know. If you're half Klingon, do you have, like, where does the redundancy carry over or not? Maybe she just has half. One she's got like half. Yeah, she's got like half a box. <laughs> she's, got a, she's got a slit with no clit. She's got a false box. <laughs> yeah. That's the fake when I stick things in there when I'm traveling. 
<laughs> it leads just, nowhere. Yeah. It's just like a, it's like, yeah, it's just like a, a hollow. It's like a blocked off cave. It's just a, a foyer. It's just a hole. It's a literal man trap. <laughs> yep. But check it out. Look what I got in there. Snacks. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you want a moon pie? <laughs> you who? It's like a bodega in her twat. <laughs> Cigarettes. There's a cap in there. It's real weird. This is what happens. Yeah, that's what happens when Jenny's not around. So yeah, so um, these I imagine pe- that would have been a lot worse with Jenny here. Yeah, I, know. I was going to say she would have been the one making the joke. Yeah. So we also learned too that they have supper on this planet. Yeah. Was supper? You know, old meat. Old meat. Ben, do you eat supper or dinner? Uh, I eat supper. Dennis, supper or dinner? Dinner. I eat dinner. See, growing up though, my grandmother, we had breakfast, lunch, and supper. And when I, this whole dinner thing, I became aware of it in school that uh-huh. people is like, well, what is dinner? And nobody could give me an, a good explanation. <laughs> and my grandmother uh, did not allow dinner to be served because uh, she was very evangelical. And, and the Bible said that supper? Jesus had last supper, not last dinner. So we have supper in this house, boy. So I was like. No, but see, that's the thing. Jesus had the last supper, so there should be no more suppers. Out no more suppers. You don't believe in Jesus anyway, Ben. What are you worried about? I, I, I'm not worried about it. I'm just saying that's what I grew up with, though, is she always called it supper because of that. So okay. that's what that's just what stuck. And I'm from Alabama, so we have supper in Alabama. Supper. supper. Dinner, I think you go to dinner is like something you go out to. Uh, There's a formal dinner. Highfalutin. Yeah, that's that's something you, you dress up and go to Red Lobster or Olive Garden or something and have a fancy dinner. You get them a little cheesy uh, biscuits. Highfalutin. So when you do go, when you eat out, you go to dinner. You would refer to it possibly. You you would go get supper at dinner. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, but nothing in the South does. So, but I mean, I'm saying for you personally, like you eat supper at home, but then you go out to have dinner. Yeah, if if I I don't say hey let's go out for supper, I'd say let's you go. You have out for a dinner, dinner date. You don't have a supper date. Yeah, right. But at home, if I'm eating in my house, but what it's if, supper time? If the dinner dates at your house. No, is it a supper date then? No, just you know nobody's eating. That's just, just oral. That's just oral sex. Yeah, <laughs> you just eat an asshole. That's yeah, all. yeah, <laughs> you know whatever. And then there's a cash transaction at the end of it. Yeah, usually. Seven, eight, nine. Hey, keep one for yourself. Yeah, the, the money's on the counter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, money's on the counter. That's cool. I like that. It's classy. Is that is that your Uber? <laughs> so yeah. So then they have supper and they eat, and we meet this lady. Um, what's her name? Um, uh, Liddell. Let's go with that. Sounds good. Liddell Wren. Liddell Sprewell. Liddell Liddell Sprewell Wren. Kylo. Liddell, Spreewell, Kylo Ren. And she's she's pretty foxy. She's a weirdo. You can tell right off the bat that she's a weirdo. Yeah. Like, I don't know what Paris is thinking here. When she walks into a room and doesn't look anyone and just starts stroking the flowers, this lady's a weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. And Paris is like, cool score. I mean, Paris, I will give him this. He's got some balls to be eye-fucking a guy's wife in his house on his own planet. Like, he's yeah. a for- he's as foreign as foreign could be at this point. And I, I, I love, though, uh, you know, uh, Harry, when, when he's there at the liquor cabinet, 
and he's staring at at uh, Paris, and Paris is like, "What are you looking at?" And he's like, "Not the same thing you are." I'm just like, "Ooh, yeah. some sass from Paris." Tonight. Harry wanted to oh, fuck Harry. Tom while Tom was fucking her. Yeah. He, so Harry was jealous. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Okay. I don't think Harry has those feelings. No. He's I'm a Starfleet a, officer. I'm dedicated to my yet. job. He comes, yeah. He hasn't. He hasn't experienced that sensation yet. I don't think he's very. Yeah, like. Mom fixed me up with a girlfriend back home, and she's waiting for me to come back from this mission. She's a princess. She doesn't live in this quadrant. She lives in another quadrant. But I got a picture of her. Pretty much everybody they know lives in a different quadrant. <laughs> well, this was before they were off to oh, the. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. But yeah, I, I I was shocked and appalled by by Tom Paris's gall, blatant. Yeah, he wasn't even hiding it. He was like, "Damn, what's up, Shawnee? It's like their husband's right there. Yeah. You're eating in his house. Like yeah, you, you look up from your soup, and you're like, "Damn, dog, your wife is hot." Yo, at least when Cisco realized that he was making out with that uh, space Ric Flair's wife. <laughs> that was a great like, episode. Yeah, at, least, at least he, you know, felt a little guilty about it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't do this. You're married to space Ric Flair. He will chop me in the chest. How can I compete with space mountain? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> it's the oldest ride, but still has the longest line. Space, space mountain. <laughs> Literal space mountain. <laughs> A mountain in space. But yeah, so I mean, he's just like, yeah, man. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, this soup is good. I'm going to eat this soup like I eat your wife later. I'm going to gobble it up. <laughs> yeah, he's being... I mean, her husband is like, basically, he he might as well just invite Paris to fuck his wife because he's like, yeah, I really don't pay attention to her. I'm yeah. always working. I have no idea what she's doing. She's super bored. She can use a distraction. She would love guests to be here, especially um, if they're going to put their dicks inside of her. Especially uh, if they let me run the camera. Yeah. I'm just a floor worm. When you go to his lab, it's just a bunch just, of security I'm a floor monitors. Worm. <laughs> it's like, what? Do they have voyeurism where you're from, young man? <laughs> Oh, have you seen our ship? I'm what you call a cuck on this planet. <laughs> Do you have that on your planet? Is, is your is your translating device picking up what I'm putting down? The term cuckold means I want to watch you engage in sexual activities with my wife. Could you oblige an old man, sir? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus she's, Christ. She's a young, beautiful woman, and I... I am old and tired. I cannot service her the way she needs to be serviced. But you, Tom Paris, with your slightly balding hairline. His hair was doing pretty good in this episode. Yes, your hair looks impressive today. I would love to see it tossed around while you're fucking my wife from behind. The way she deserves to be penetrated. I cannot achieve your... Really grab those feathers. (laughs) I want you to pluck my wife. <laughs> I cannot achieve your steel hard erection because of my old age and lack of blood flow to my genitalia. But as he's saying this, it's it's painfully clear that he has a rock hard <laughs> erection. Don't mind that, sir. I just have a roll of Andorian quarters in my pocket. 
God, you are an impressive specimen, Tom Paris. Are all humans like you? Are there any other on your vessel that perhaps would want to come down and have intercourse with my beautiful young wife? Maybe an African-American fellow, perhaps. <laughs> no, no, there's not. Three or four of them, maybe. This guy's Vulcan and he's not into it. Vulcans? Do you have, are there any Klingons up there with their, I've heard they have redundant organs. My beautiful wife could be double penetrated at one time, sir. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Jesus Christ. Oh. Yeah, that's basically what happened. Yeah, that's, that was the dinner scene. Now people don't even have to watch the episode because that was a faithful and true reenactment of them finishing their stew. What about you, Harry Kim? Would you be interested in having intercourse with my wife? No? Fair enough. Perhaps son. I can suck you off in the other room while <laughs> they're fucking in here. Perhaps I can motivate you by performing <laughs> oral sex upon you myself. Have you ever received oral sex from a man, Harry Kim? It's a different but tender experience. <laughs> when two men share each other in that way, when they know each other, they're brothers forever. Will you be my brother, Harry Kim? I'll give you all the technology you want. Can I taste your seed? Oh my God. I mean, I'm just saying this is what happened. Suddenly, Chakotay really wants to be on this away team. <laughs> like he's getting, the, he's reading the after action report going, son of a bitch. What him to the let me one come. time, the one fucking time. I'm in with a fucking medicine bag with the captain. These guys are getting sucked off. A proud people the Native Americans were. I don't know if they would engage in such treachery, such carnal treachery. Carnal treachery. Uh, so yeah, um, and what's with the dog? They have they have the small breeds of dog and the small ugly dogs. Small ugly dogs in the in the deep in the Delta Quadrant, like they made it that far out. Dogs are universal. They only have one breed on this planet, and uh, the breed is called Plot Device. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the dog does not like Mr. Stranger at all. No, they say like, and she, she, I mean, they might as well had arrows pointing to the dog. Does not like strangers, does not like strangers. May play an important part in this episode. (laughs) Pay attention to the dog. Only time it shuts up is when it's eating some of that dead meat. Yeah, you dead meat. But I mean, yeah, Dennis, you're exactly right. I mean, this was bound to happen. Like the two science, and even even um, uh, uh, Paris does is like they just went off to talk about some science stuff, and then I just went to go fuck that guy's wife. (laughs) I got bored, so I want to put my dick in something. What what do you do when you get bored? I mean, jeez. I either eat or jag off, and like there was nothing to eat. Just do what looking for good. somewhere to whack off, yeah. and then he saw her. It'd have been rude of me to just go in the man's fridge and eat leftovers. That'd have been cool. So I just banged his old lady. 
He's practically begging me to. I did it. You heard it right here. <laughs> I think the more like Dennis's thing is just like he wasn't looking to do that. He was just looking for a place to relieve. And then it's just like, oh, she's here. Oh, she's in God. there smoking a black and mild. <laughs> like she on like she Andre 3000. Well, you know, we gave up smoking centuries ago. But I think she she was smoking some kind of hallucinogenic, I think, because the way she was kind of like laid out in that chair, looking up at the stars or whatever, she was stoned. What kind of poetic bullshit was that? She was staring at the stars that I recently flew by. It's like, who wrote this? Is it like Mickey Spillane's well, you know, Star Trek? Yeah. Well, then, and then she was smoking that melodramatic weed because she was like, what did she say? Um, I'm trying to kill. Maybe I don't have the courage to kill myself all at once, so I'm doing it slowly. It's like, oh my god, yeah. I understand what they're doing here, but it's just like they're just shoveling tropes all over the place, man. Like yeah. it's it's very melodramatic and heavy handed. But for some reason, it worked on me. Like I I was enjoying this episode. I I don't know. I call me crazy. Just as as, as crazy. worldly as Tom Paris is. Is he though? I, I took this as okay, so then go with the theory that he just thinks he is, and everybody else is such dorks on the ship that he seems like the cool one. Yeah. But then not even he he's he's the, the coolest nerd in, in the A V club. Oh yeah, totally. Okay. So it, it, going with that theory, I, I I can accept it a little bit better. He's got the car. Yeah. He just happens to be the one with the car. Yeah, he's yeah. got a car. The rest of them don't have cars, and he's got the cars. So he but doesn't he's... need glasses. Yeah. Yet. But yeah, Paris, I mean, I don't understand the, the sex symbol of Tom Paris, but whatevs. I mean, he's fine. Um, but I knew what you wanted to do as soon as you came down, as soon as I saw you, Tom Paris. You wanted to fuck me hard. But I mean, I kind of like the idea of you know, Tuvok getting involved and becoming like a private investigator. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just, it, it was Perot Tuvok there. It was at good. least he didn't put on the fucking Sherlock Holmes hat. Yes, that's true. That's yeah. true. And then, you know, I, I will say that I thought the mind meld was a bit much for the seventh episode in. Like, we're doing mind melds already. It's like, well, here's the thing is, that don't be all you know oh mind melds are a new thing at this point yeah we 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 know what the mind melds are we're, we're ready for it. well to be fair the doctor did say that they don't know what the mind meld plus this these these yeah. after effects so they did throw in some uh, new variant yeah and i i like uh you know his whole attitude of you know just believe it or not though i know more about mind melds than even you know yeah because he's he's got such a huge medical database in, of research and stuff, so that made sense. But it was pretty cool. Pretty cool. I did really enjoy Tuvok in this episode. I think he's a mm-hmm. really he's a really good Vulcan. And you know the fact that he ends the episode drinking a soy uh, chai latte just that that icing on the cake for me yeah, i had to like, wait all episode for it but it got there eventually in his little cup but you know, i mean he's a really good vulcan i mean spock is of course the the benchmark yeah, yeah he's the one that they will all be kind of measure he's the measuring stick if you will but tuvok is really good the, the yeah. only thing i don't like about his performance as a vulcan is it he just has like this irritated look on his face all the time Mm-hmm. Like they're supposed to basically be emotionless, right? Like not conveying or at least not displaying emotional outbursts or anything like right, that. Right. But he always just looks irritated to me. 
And it's something that kind of carried over into uh, to Paul, too, in Enterprise. Like, she always had this irritated look on her face. I don't think she was much of an actress. No. I don't think she was. She was a model, wasn't she, before she yeah. got that mm-hmm. job? So. And I think that's the most difficult role on any Star Trek show is the Vulcan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when they're like, oh, just just act aloof. And it's just like, what does aloof mean? And you're just like, yeah. d- you well, know, you're just name? like, uh, Susie Plaxon did a pretty good job as, uh, what's her name? Solar. Uh, yeah. The doctor back yeah. from, what, first season? Yeah, because the Ira Graves, or second season, first. It's the one with Ira Graves. And he wants Graves to. Graves World. Yeah. <laughs> what a time. I think that's second season. Oh, because I, I thought Crusher was the doctor, but I guess not. Yeah, I don't remember. But I mean, either way, though, it, it was one of those things where um, we hear Dr. Salar mentioned in the background, you know, oh, Dr. Salar to the, you know, sick bay, blah, blah, blah. Or, oh, Dr. Salar has that shift. I thought Dr. Salar was good. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so I think she did a good job as a Vulcan. Yeah, I think Cattrall did a pretty good job. Well, Christy, Christy Alley did okay, and so did the other one, the one that replaced. I thought the one that replaced Christy Alley was better than Christy Alley. Yeah, she was great. Th- yeah, Robin yeah, Curtis. She, she was wonderful. Yeah. Like she was excellent. She was a good Vulcan. Like I don't think that Christy Alley was as good of a Vulcan. She was a bigger name, I guess. Yeah. But I guess she wasn't even a name at that. Was she a name at that point? Almost. I know she wanted more money for the second appearance. Because this is pre-Cheers. Yeah, no, she's, yeah this, is, this is way pre-Cheers. Yeah, because Duvall was, Shelley Duvall was still in Cheers at that point. Yeah, I don't Cheers know. Cheers had just started, actually, I think, right? Was it introducing Christy Alley in that or no? Uh-huh. I thought so. Was it introducing Christy Alley? Yeah, she was on Cheers in 1987, so that's... Yeah, her first movie was Wrath of Khan. Okay. She had done some TV shows. Uh, Quark, she did Quark un, uh, uncredited. She was on Match Game with three episodes. Yeah, so this was her first thing. So first thing, I guess, is okay. Um, mm-hmm. But I thought um, uh, the other Robin Curtis was a better Savick than Christy Alley. Yeah. Because Christy she I know this is going to sound weird to say, but like Robin Curtis had harder features. If that she, looked, she looked Vulcan. Yeah, where Kirstie Alley did not look Vulcan. She just looked like an actress with ears on. Yeah. yeah. You know? And there's cut scenes where she was supposed to be half Romulan and stuff like that. Yeah. But didn't make it to the... Yeah, I really... Yeah, I thought Robin Curtis was really great. I really enjoyed her. She's a real estate and it, And again, she didn't have that much to do, though. I mean, as she, you know, Star Trek three was really it for her because, you know, she was just barely in Star Trek four. Yeah. But, but, but I really liked her in Star Trek three. I thought she was good. Mm -hmm. Hot take. I like her more than Kirstie Alley. I don't know if that's an opinion. Was that an opinion on the boards back in the day, Ben? I know a lot of people didn't like her. Well, that's just because that's what Star Trek fans do. You know, she, she wasn't, she wasn't uh, Savick. She's this, this new person. Because I can't He's think, so did anybody, epic. did anybody else get recast? Spock. Any character? 
between the movies well like in in the franchise other than like actual tra- you know later on when you know you redo everybody i'm not talking about the jar jar shit yeah no, I, no, I mean like within a continuity you mean yeah we're a well, different actor because i can't think of or at least especially uh, not like a main actor what's his face um pike did pike get recast yeah with mm-hmm. william shatner no, no, no. The guy in the box is not the guy. On- oh, yeah. That's that's absolutely yeah. right. You're right. Yep. Bam! I fucking Star trek you, well, man. Well, but that's, I mean. No, 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 no. That's a little different. Is it, though? It's the same. It's still Pike. And But that was the unaired pilot, wasn't it? But yeah. still. But I guess they still use the footage in They still they use, use the footage. footage. The Boom. I just Star trek Ben. So I was thinking about actual actors, not guy getting wheeled around, but okay. He's a fucking actor, Ben. He's got a credit. He shows up at Star Trek conventions and chases Nimoy out in vans. So yeah, he counts. Okay. He fucking counts. Okay. I was just asking if you could think of anybody. I did. I was really happy. you did. So good for you. You did. That's a good good find. I'm happy for myself. As I said in the pre-show, I've been calling it we for starfleet so i'm I'm, my transformation is coming it's it it, i think it discovery really does make you feel like you're part of starfleet you know it's so very very inclusive yeah that yeah that's another thing i love about discovery not to get off track but like i was asking stephanie i said are there any straight white men on this show and she's like i don't fucking think so and i was like yeah me neither like in the main cast and not that i was offended by that but like it's i was i used ben's who am i supposed to look up to as a white man <laughs> all everybody else i used ben's argument before i was like well think about how earth is like the the population of the earth is mostly black and brown people yeah. so, so what I, happened between uh discovery's time period and uh the original series time period where like white people just like took over everything all of the <laughs> ethnic uh, populations of starfleet were on discovery they were just, and, the discovery and, class of ships whereas like that's the diversity class those are the urban ships yeah. <laughs> so it's just like no, no we're sent not on the dangerous missions yeah they had to bust them in from other <laughs> <laughs> jesus To comply with Federation regulations. We got to bust them in our neighborhood starships. <laughs> See, oh, I, no. I live out near Andoria, and so I should be on like an Andorian <laughs> ship, but they, they bring me in and I have to have to serve on an Earth ship. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, I really do, I don't know. But anywho, back to this episode. Um mm-hmm then they're just trying to figure it all out and Tuvok goes down to interview the lady and she's all trying is she trying to seduce tim is she trying to sex i think him? starting out yeah, yeah. she's yeah. just got like a thing for aliens yeah because but then Tuvok tells her what does he say i'll make you kill somebody too He's, we're dispassionate people we're just passionate people and she's like oh that's so cute let's fuck yeah. tom paris wasn't dispassionate <laughs> he totally rocked my box but I mean, if you look at what happened between them, Paris didn't make out with her or anything. He was being very like, we can't do this. It's not right. I, I'm, I don't feel good about this. See, even though like when she took off his boots, she was on her knees. Tom Paris should be like, this fucking dick ain't sucking itself, honey. <laughs> I thought that scene was going to go a completely different yeah. direction. I was How just about like, ah. this thing unzips from the back, baby? Let me, let me get that. For- 
Never mind, I'll cut a hole. <laughs> he just rips them off. Oh, like no, no, no. Like they, they're they, basketball they pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the zipper's in the front for these. Remember, Zoop. these are the, the first season DS9 uniforms. It's weird too because they have the weird scrunch belt that you don't see too often. Like when uh-huh. when Paris was laying down, you saw the scrunchy belt because he's gonna die. He's having very uh, difficult time with this thing, and he's not doing well at all because of his alien physiology. Yeah, it's just like the Ingrams are like giving him brain damage. <laughs> the alien called him an alien. <laughs> I will say he's taking all this rather well. The fact that he's like wrongly imprisoned and he's probably going to die and he has to watch this stuff every 14 hours. Like he's got a really nonchalant attitude about the whole thing. Like I'd be pretty fucking mad. When I was watching it though, when the, you know, Tuvok and Janeway, you know, show up at the prison or whatever and they, you know, they bring Paris in and she's like, Oh, can we, you know, can we talk to him alone? And they're like, okay. Yeah. As soon as they leave the room, in my head, I and I say it out loud, I'm just like, Voyager 3 to beam up. Episode's done. Yeah, right? Just leave. That's what I said. Why not just split? Yeah, You're his, not coming his, back here. He still would have the dreams in his head. They could right. fix that. I mean, but the until, well, until the, you know, the doctor said, oh, yeah, this is way beyond us. All right, fuck it. Turn around. Everything in the Delta <laughs> Quadrant is way beyond them, apparently. Yeah. And that was the thing is like, you know, then here's the crazy thing. It's like, yeah, go ahead, beam your boy back up, but you better stay in orbit. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. And that's when, as soon as the doctor, if he had said, oh, yeah, we can fix this, it's just like, all right, you get started on that. Hey, uh, Chicote, let's back on course. <laughs> End of the episode. The yeah. shovel shit. The guess, shovel um, shit. That's funny because I did have that in my notes. I find taking notes really um seriously it really keeps me engaged in the episode so Mm -hmm. i'm not just fucking around on my phone it's really helping me kind of dig further into voyager because i don't want to watch it but like it's like fucking i'm now it's like a here's the terrifying thing because you're doing the notes you're going to know more about and be more engaged with this series than the other series we watch and it ends up being your favorite series and then it's just like this i don't think there's a danger of that no there's not Okay. There's definitely not. Not at this rate. Not at this rate. Travel episode. What if we time travel to a nebula and then get <laughs> falsely accused of a murder and have to time travel? See, that's to what prove they should have been accused of murdering that nebula. Yeah. I mean, again, though, there's no time travel. There's no nebulas in this episode. Like, that's limited Neelix. But there is Neelix. I will say, when Neelix showed up, I went, motherfucker, there yeah. he is. It was and almost a perfect episode. And he's all Neelix in it up, like with his lame joke and fucking. I don't know why they just don't shoot him at an airlock. Yeah. Like, just get rid of him. He's pointless. Well, I like, though, that Janeway's annoyed by it. Good. Because like... be- before she was like, she was indulging him. And that's part of the problem. You can't indulge people like that. Being a person like that, I know you can't indulge somebody like that because then they'll just keep taking and taking and taking. This is Be- like uh, the real world, you know? Exactly. Everybody stops being polite and starts hating Neelix. Yeah. Fucking Neelix. Even we had a little Kess. She's still doing her medical school. So even though there's no overarching... She really has the most character development so far yeah. in this entire series. Well, she's the only one with a continuing storyline so yeah. far. 
but and uh, it's a good story like she's she's essentially the conscience of the ship like she's the one mm-hmm. who's you know she's really nice to the doctor her and the doctor have a great relationship i never thought about this before but i wonder if she's partially why the doctor evolved the way he did i would say See she's that? mostly the reason why yeah, like you know she's the reason that he became self-aware enough that you know yeah. he was like i'm an independent person She's like his guidance counselor, you know. Yeah, she's, yeah. She's helping him discover his talents. His, mm-hmm. and his humanity at the same. Wait, time. that's what guidance counselors were supposed to do? I don't know. They just sign <laughs> stuff mostly. It seemed like. Yeah. But. Well, now I feel bad because I actually did have a pretty good guidance counselor, and I was just kind of. I think everybody for, does. Everybody has. I was going for the low hanging, but nobody guidance, really knows what they do. My guidance counselor was not good. No. I'm gonna lie, she sucked. She gave you bad guidance. Oh yeah, she told me. I, I never told you this. When I was in high school, I, I stocked shelves at the Oceana Commissary through a government contract that I worked through with my mom, with her company, because they employed handicapped adults to do the work. But then, with the adult, the handicapped adults had like non-handicapped kind of people there as well. So it was like a mixture of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time, it was 1995. I made 17 bucks an hour. Holy smokes. Yes, it was fucking insane. Considering minimum wage was four dollars and twenty-five cents. Mm-hmm. So I had friends that worked at grocery stores that were making that I made three times what they made. And my guidance counselor was like, That's a really good job. You may want to consider doing that forever. And I was like, Wow. Like <laughs> she's like, You make more than I do. <laughs> like based on your grades, <laughs> you might want to consider working at the grocery store. This is the most money you will ever make in your life. Well, I mean, by she, statistics. You said that, so. that you were sta- you were stocking, right? Yeah, I was stocking shelves. Yeah, because when I was in tech school, my friend she did that too. Um, she she worked nights at the commissary stocking. And yeah, you make a shitload nights. of money. So just a few years before that, so I want to say ninety was it ninety one, ninety two, ninety three, ninety four when I was at the grocery store. Early nineties. Early 90s, yeah. So, like, uh, because I joined the Navy in 95. So, um, up until you started working at the commissary for fucking ridiculous amounts of money. 17 bucks an hour. The four years before that, I had been working at, I started at 425, Uh worked up to 450, um, made manager and got five. You know, I was the nightmare. I got when I finally moved up to like regional manager. Of they the Dunder Mifflin Paper Company. Well, they they switched me over to salary, Assistant but it was the equivalent to uh, six fifty an hour. Wow! And I was driving like all over the state to the other stores and stuff, and doing accounting shit. And I'm just like mother. And then you're like, oh yeah, I I made you know basically three times what you were making well but then i had to quit though because it was a night gig and then it was interfering with my lack of school and i wasn't going to bed and i was it was fucking me and they were keep they started keeping me later because i was actually like i liked my job because i made a fuck ton of money so then i quit and got a job at um um food lion which is a grocery store in southeast uh, for those of you that might not know, but it's, uh, I made like five bucks an hour and I lasted like a week. I was like, fuck this job. I'm not doing this for five bucks an hour. You guys can eat my balls. <laughs> that guidance counselor was right. <laughs> <laughs> I should have stayed at that job. I'd be so happy, <clears throat> but I might not be doing this, this podcast exactly. that we've been doing for 10 years. So suck it. guidance counselor. Well, yeah, you, you could have been doing this because you'd have to get up early for work tomorrow. I'd to, be at work right st- now, probably. Yeah. Cause I yeah. So there's no shelves. door trip. Yeah. There's no dork trick. 
Now, I like, though, that you and I both started in the grocery side of the thing, because that's, I just, most people start with, like, food or retail. Yeah. Like, where they're, they're like, selling. Oh, this wasn't working. my first job. Like, no. Oh, okay, I, okay. I, yeah, my first job, I was, I worked at a, a warehouse that was also part of my mom's company that she wasn't her company. She worked there, too, with handicapped yeah, yeah. adults. And, like, I would fucking, like, make weed whacker heads for steel, I was, I mean, was your mom trying, was your mom and the guidance counselor trying to tell you something by putting you in these jobs that were for challenged adults? No, um, it was just a way for my mom not to have to worry about me during spring break in the summer. And I could make my mom, my mom started working at like four, I think in New York city back in the day. So she's a worker. As they did. Yeah. She's like you in the factory. Yeah. Get a job. (laughs) So like I, I was working, I started working at like 12 or 13. I was was just going to say you're 12 and you don't have a job. What the hell get to work. (laughs) Yeah. So no, I spent my summers before the grocery was uh, working in my uncle's upholstery shop, building furniture. Oh, that's fun. So now I'm going to do nothing though. So you do plenty in bed exactly with this guy's wife oh and his little dog too wait what but so yeah um so the detective they, tuvok detective tuvok comes up with this plan inspector tuvok because um they they talk to the the chief guy and the doctor and they say okay we're going to send him back down to the planet to get this procedure done because we can't do it up here so you guys got to keep them although one thing to note is their rival planet first um let voyager come to the uh what a banian planet or whatever yeah yeah like they're like oh yeah sure come come on in and neelix is like oh that's strange they're usually pretty aggressive and stuff then as soon as paris beams on board they attack voyager yeah try to board it and set up when he leaves they leave him alone again yeah so then they um they send him down and all of a sudden they try to take over the ship oh so real quick when they capture the shuttle that that paris and kim are on Mm -hmm. and you know ah you got us beam out you know great you know that was a nice little trick how much explosives did she say was on the shuttlecraft? Like 40 tons or some crazy shit. Like That's that. what I thought. I was going to look this up again because I'm like, how much? So very, very dense explosive. Yeah. 40,000 or no, 40 tons is 40 times 2,000. So that's yeah, 80,000 80, pounds. pounds. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of fucking explosives. How is this a shuttle? What, but if like, it's like, sh- you know, like a nuclear weapon has this as like a kiloton or megaton equivalent so maybe mm-hmm. it's that same thing where it has like a 40 ton equivalent oh see i was thinking it was more like you know the the shuttle came in and landed and when it landed the the alien ship kind of went, oh, oh, what, what the f- <laughs> you just wrecked the struts on this thing what the hell where are we this is terrible yeah no it was it was a lot they were like falls backwards on the ship son of a bitch where'd they get all these explosives if, why aren't you turning those into torpedoes? Exactly. Maybe we they have 38 re- torpedoes. 37 maybe they, now. Maybe they replicated them. I don't know. Can you replicate something like that? I don't think you can replicate sure. explosives because it why would not? blow it's up. Just chemicals. It? It's just chemicals. But why would you spend that much time replicating that kind of explosives for this? It 40 seemed... tons of it. Yeah. 
Don't you have industrial uh, replicators down, you know, that, that would be handy because there are industrial replicators. They've talked about that on uh, DS9 a couple of times, you know, when they were making farm equipment or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So you could have like, if you just had one industrial replicator down in one of the cargo bays or something, you could just be churning out it everything you need. insane. Like, do they replicate the replicators too? No, it's too complex. You could, but you can replicate some of the components of it. Yeah. But yeah, but not a whole thing. It's definitely odd. It does get energy intensive, though, the bigger you make something. So you can't, it's not cost efficient to replicate an entire ship. Which makes sense. Yeah. Cause how would that even work? Yeah. You know, I'm sure there's some sliding economic scale that they use for this to. But then I don't understand the economics. It's like it's not energy efficient or it costs too much. And I'm like, what's it cost? You haven't used money since the original series. So. But they may mean that for like consumer goods, but it still costs raw materials or energy production or something. You know, yeah. there's always a cost. Yeah. Well, everybody, everybody works because they want to work and they want to be the best at what they do. I don't believe that for a second. But I'm like, where do the guys who work in the mines come from? They just love it, man. They're I just really from, like they to come do. from West Virginia. They're prisoners. Um, and the thing is, it. well, I was gonna, I was just gonna, but they were talking earlier though about like two episodes ago they were having to ration, um, replicator stuff yeah. to make like, and call- they lost twenty percent of their yeah. reserves. So now they're gonna know, make nebula forty ton. Maybe she was bluffing. That's what yeah. I thought. She like corbamite or something. Yeah. But that's a hell of a bluff, though. If you get called on that. You're in trouble. Well, still, if it's a warp-capable shuttle, that means it's got an antimatter engine in it. Yeah, then I guess you could just blow it up, right? Yeah, that's that's several megatons of uh, explosives. Then she could have just threatened that. Yeah, she could. Yeah, it would have made more sense to threaten, like, okay, we're gonna self-destruct the thing, which will explode your whole fucking ship. But we got forty thousand billion tons of fucking super explosives on your ship that we're gonna blow up. Like, really, lady? All right. I'd, I'd love for the guy to just kind of lean into the camera and be like, 40 tons? That's a lot of stuff. Do tons in your language mean the same things as is the translator? I think our working? universal translator is not working here. <laughs> Did you mean four tons? Maybe even, even no. that's a lot. <clears throat> 8,000 pounds? You, you, this, can this shuttle carry 8,000 pounds? Wouldn't you like need a, there to be is it boxes? A on like a spray on explosive? Yes. So is the shuttle the made of, of explosives? <laughs> like the shuttle looks really big compared to other shuttles because it's just coated with this explosive material. It's kind of like the Cheech and Chong movie where the car is made of weed. Yeah. Like it's like that. They're just sitting in a giant explosive. Yeah. That's yeah. Which makes me think of that uh, Chappelle show Black Bush thing with the black <laughs> CIA director. Don't you drop that shit. <laughs> That yellow cake. That yellow cake. Don't you drop it. Got that yellow cake. Oh, God. I forgot the yellow cake. Uh, what, we cooking or something? Oil. What the fuck do you mean? Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Um, the nation of Stanconia <laughs> is sending its troops. <laughs> has agreed to drop bombs over Baghdad. I might have to watch that later. <laughs> But yeah, so then um, t- 
Tuvok, that's kind of like a trigger for him, a signal. He's like, okay, cool. Get it. We'll get together in two hours. Meet us at the place. So get I like it. all the interested parties. Yes. I mean, it's just like he, he's going Agatha Christie on this thing now. Yeah. Yeah. He's really feeling it. Yeah. But I'm glad they didn't do like he went to the holodeck to like research detectives. Like, thank God yeah. they didn't do any of that yeah. shit. Yeah. Hercule Poirot. Yeah. However you pronounce it. So then, then they did all that. And then all of a sudden, bam, we know what's up. Here's what I stand next to her. Oh, see, in the memories I saw, you were the same height. Here's the thing we all saw that same memories repeatedly, and none of us caught that. that I, was, I, I didn't even know difference. what to, I didn't even know really what to look for, though. Yeah, see, we're not Vulcans. Yeah, we're not and history. The we're only other time, writers. like the only time we really saw, like from their memories of him talking to her, they were sitting down. Yeah. So you couldn't tell how who was taller okay. or shorter or whatever. And and one thing too is like I never saw While the she other was stroking leaves. I never saw the other guy stand up next to Paris. So I don't know how tall he is either. Yeah. A lot of sitting okay. down in this episode. Yeah, a lot of sitting or laying. Paris was laying a lot. Maybe it was to throw us off then. Getting yeah. He was trying okay. to fucking stick it in. But yeah, but, so then we do the thing, man. And then he's like, yep, it's, you know, the height and then the code at the bottom. I thought that was part of it. But then I examined other, I don't know how we did that. And there's no there, report. Yeah. There seems to be coding at the bottom of the transist transmission and yada, yada, yada. Well, we, did he say it matched the research that yeah, 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 Dr. Yeah. Ren was doing? Yeah. On, the, Which, on space way, weapons. Ren, that name annoys me that these bird people are named Ren. Yeah. It's a little heavy handed. Yeah. Well, you know, Professor Falcon uh, yeah. was at the Institute uh, working with Dr. Wren. Yeah. And so. uh, Dr. Raven was there. And if, if see, the reason that he was convicted, Mrs. though, minor bird. Well, he had Harvey Birdman as his lawyer. And, and it just, uh, he's good. He is good, but he, he lost this case. And uh, it, it, it you know, hung around his neck like an albatross. But well, then they talk about too how he stabbed him in the ribs where the heart would be, and Paris wouldn't know that, and yeah. yada yada yada. Because so, he doesn't have a tricorder or anything. Yeah. He couldn't have just gotten lucky. Like I maybe that was the thing is like yeah, Doc, I wasn't trying to kill him. I was just you know I figured I'd you know get him in the kidney or something, and it hurt him real bad. But I didn't know their hearts were down there. I wanted to watch me finish. Yeah, he wanted to watch me. He asked me to stab him. How did I know that's where his heart was? He's like, stab it's, me somewhere safe and why stab my wife. Why kink shame? Stab me with this sword, then stab my wife with your flesh sword. <laughs> but then, uh, oh, you stabbed me in the heart. <laughs> stab me in the wrong place, man. Damn it. Quickly, quickly, fucker, quickly. <laughs> I'm going. I'm fading. I'm fading. Fucker, quickly. You're becoming black and white. Oh, make this the last thing I see. Oh, God, it's so hot. You got to think it was in black and white, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because that, that they goes like with... dogs. They only see in black and white. Well, you know, they evolved from those little scrunchy dogs or something. But that goes with the that kind of fits into the noir aspect of the episode, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. It was a it rainy night. Interesting if yeah. they actually did see in black and white. It was a dark and stormy night. Because then it why was. would they have like colored feathers? Because like birds have feathers for mating purposes. What mm -hmm. about bird man though? Yeah. 
He's got face tattoos for mating purposes, I think. But I don't want to say anything bad about him because I got to put some respect on his name. And he, I'm not going to say no mo about Birdman. No mo. <laughs> Fucking Birdman. <laughs> what a joke. God. So yeah, um, they do that thing and then it's over, right? Then the, well, no, the, dog, the dog, yeah, yeah, the dog uh, really. So this guy must be going over a lot because like, the dog. Once like, the dog oh. came in, everybody believed. Like the nobody said, "Oh yeah, you're right" or anything. Like the guards just arrested them both. <laughs> like okay, yeah. you're under arrest. Well, she kind of confessed, yeah. kinda, but not. She it wasn't confessed. like Columbo level confession, but no. it was. She yeah. kind of confessed in the way that people slip up in Law and Order, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. like say something incriminating, and then they have to negotiate with Jack McCoy on a plea deal when he's got him by the short and curlies. Short and curlies. Now, does I guess the doctor dude get the Ingrams put in him? Yeah, and I mean, does she get but a copy who, or where do they get the Ingrams? Because then he corrupt them. So now this guy is going to see Paris killing. Yeah, Doctor Ren for eternity. He's going to see Paris killing his ex fiance. She get lover. it too because she's an accomplice. I don't know. I mean, they're just like, oh no, no, <laughs> accessory to murder. You straight up death penalty. Yeah, yeah. gas chamber. It's like what the fuck? But what gas is treason? Chamber. Like is treason a gas chamber? Capital gas, gas chamber. Ch- gas chamber. Okay. It's all you get memories or gas chamber. Like you get to pick. I think lethal injection was their previous. But it's laughing gas. It's Joker gas. It's Smilex. And you're just like. Love that Joker smile. Joker products. (laughs) It still creeps me out that that last laugh, the little toy thing that. great movie it haunts my dreams that that movie along with the animated series does cement uh joker's superpower like most people don't realize he has a superpower but he does have a superpower which is to take over any broadcast airwaves (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) it's true he's very good he's a good pirate and then that's it the episode's over no because then we go back to the ship and then paris is like you got a friend in me now oh yeah and that's it. We're starting to bond. And then he had his soy chai latte. Just that maybe that's that's how he wraps up a successful episode. Yep. I got I like oh, go it's ahead. good to see the crew bonding. Yeah. I gotta tell you, I really enjoyed this episode. I can't I can't lie to you. I liked it a lot. It again, it, it, it there are similar Star Trek episodes out there, but I mean that's what Star Trek is. Mm-hmm. It's it's similar situations with different crews and casts and writers and stuff. It's just sometimes it is paint by numbers. We saw this with the Riker episode. Um, I really liked it though. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna give this episode. Do it. A seven and a half. Oh my Whoa. god! I really liked it. That's insanity. It is. That's yeah. This is this may be. One of my favorite episodes so far of Voyager. This and Phage. 
I, I think that's mainly because it was no nebula, no time travel, limited Neelix, no holodeck. Yeah, like it's just it, it's, it's it's an actual it, story. Yeah, it's a real story that's that's well acted and like everyone played their parts well. It was familiar on a lot of levels. I could have seen this being like a goofy holodeck episode, but it was. It was a good episode. Like I really enjoyed it. Seven and a half. I'm sticking with it. I really like this episode. Boom. Dennis, what do you say? Uh, like I said, this is probably the episode I've seen the most out of the series. I enjoyed it the first time I saw it, but like it's just kind of worn on me. Like it's it's lost its uh, <laughs> it's worn on me. It's lost its appeal for me. Like it really does just seem like a run of the mill episode. And you you know once you start seeing it a few times and you start to pick out the flaws and things that don't really don't really work. So yeah, it's like a five point five for me. Ben, what do you say? Um, I I didn't hate it, and I, it, there were several enjoyable parts. So I I not quite as much as you, but I think a six point five. Right. So I mean, I, I don't know. It just felt. This is some of the stuff that I really like about Star Trek is because it's a sci-fi show, but you can always play with different genres. Yep. on the show they do it all the time there's the star trek comedy episodes there's like the weird historical fiction stuff they do this was like a, a this this was like a noir uh, who done it if you will i used to try to look for certain tropes in all shows like all cartoons and all sci-fi show you know everything kind of goes through these cycles and you're going to have evil twins yes you're, you're going to have uh there's a lot of times there's the shrunken episodes <laughs> where you know every yeah you know, oh no we're only six inches tall how do we you know there's go yeah. ds9 when ds9 did that i was like son of a bitch but there it was you're gonna have a singing episode somehow there's gonna be a musical episode somehow <laughs> and they'll go to the ends of the earth to find a way to do it yeah um there's the everybody dies but it was just a dream and or time travel mm -hmm. and now we can fix it I mean, there's just like these things that always happen over and over, falsely accused. You know, that that's going to happen a couple of times per series. Yeah. But one thing that uh, a trend that I don't really care for in this series so far is Tuvok is so much smarter than everybody else. Mm -hmm. And like he, the way that he reveals it, like he's like, well, I know the answer, but I'm not going to tell you yet. Let me walk you through this so that you can understand how I came to this wonderful conclusion that I came to. And it's like, I, hopefully there'll be an episode where like Neelix figures something out that Tuvok can't figure out, you know, or something like that. Like yeah. somebody dumb is able to figure it out. And Tuvok is like, Oh, I was completely wrong. He's got to eat. I'm sure it happens. Oh. He's, he's got yeah. to eat a little crow somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the first time I noticed it. And I'm really not caring for it. That in scene where uh, Tom Paris is referring to, uh, Tuvok as lieutenant. Yeah. And he's clearly wearing lieutenant commander pins. I didn't notice. You know what? I'm going to take my episode seven now. I mean, now that you said that. So that's some bullshit inconsistency right there. Well, there's going to, yeah, Tuvok's rank is one of those things in this series what that it's rank? almost is like O'Brien's rank. <clears throat> I thought it was lieutenant commander. Is he lieutenant commander? Well, he called him lieutenant and, uh, so is that, he a lieutenant? It, I am not clear on how this all goes down. 
but his rank changes a couple of times throughout the series. Well, doesn't he get busted a couple times? Well, I know Tom Paris does. Yeah. He got busted down to Ensign and had to work his way back up to Lieutenant. But uh, so technically Harry Kim outranks. No, he went back to lose. So even he got a promotion and Harry Kim couldn't. God damn. I mean, dude, I mean, I said it before. Fucking Rom got a promotion. Rom went from Ensign to like command. Going going from 01 to 02 is an automatic. Like there's no way to fuck that up. But Kim's like, not there for time. A guy that I went to the academy with got two DUIs in pilot training and still made it first lieutenant on time. So. <laughs> well, you know, they didn't care if he could drive a car or not. It's, you know, how are you doing on the plane? Yeah, well, yeah, he didn't make it through pilot training either. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's, um, it's definitely, Harry Kim definitely sucks. And I don't think he has, I don't think he has genitals. Cause he, cause I mean, how can you not see Torres being all foxy Puerto Rican Klingon in that first episode? Be like, damn girl, what's up, Shoney? Let me holla at you. Cause he's young and dumb and he's, he's, he's been brainwashed by Starfleet. He's the uniform first. Normally uh, it's young. Uniform. Yeah, well, that's the thing. The she's the enemy. Outfit. She's the Maquis. Cause he, didn't he call her Maquis? Well, because yes. she was calling him Starfleet. So yeah. He called but Dan, Ben, you forgot a vital part of that because it's young, dumb, and full of cum. And that's what the young guys are always doing. They're always humping something. Why do you think they all got all these kids in dumb marriages? Is he a but, eunuch? Yes. Oh, that's racist. Why is that racist? Because he's Asian and he's a eunuch. Well, eunuchs come from like Greece or something. I only right? know or him Rome? from I thought it was like Rome. I know him from China. From no, because... The movie something funny happened along the way to form. I guess it's a musical or something. Yeah, too. yeah. I mean, I haven't but seen like, don't play dumb. Dennis, one of the you characters is a eunuch in that. Oh, okay, see, I, I thought eunuch was only a Chinese thing. That's my, you know what? That's my cultural. Uh, la- I thought it was of, Middle Eastern. I but, thought it was Chinese because you know, it's just, all over the world, baby. There's all kind of eunuchs. We just celebrated Purim and uh, the king's harem. You you have the eunuch that's in charge of the harem. Well, yeah, that's the same thing in China. They would have the eunuchs would rule over all the concubines of the emperor because he can't bang him because he got no balls, baby. Like Honey, that. I got great news. I got a promotion. Bad news is they're going to cut off my balls. <laughs> oh, jeez. There's a lot of eunuchs in uh, Game of Thrones. I haven't seen it. That's one of my favorite Dilbert strip from years ago. Dilbert? Where they're calling and he explains. Dilbert? He's like. No, no, a Unix programmer. And he explains what Unix is. And then the boss is like, hey, when the company nurse comes by, tell her never mind. <laughs> and it just, it was, yeah. That guy's Unix. got great political opinions. Oh, yeah, he's great. I feel bad that he was like one of the, only, back when I was trying to, to make the comic into something, he was one of the only real cartoonists that ever emailed me back and like we traded e- i still have those emails he was recruiting now- you that's why yeah probably <laughs> you know so here's the thing he and and uh what's the guy van the green lantern guy van skyver skyver yeah 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 those are the only two like <clears throat> professional artists or writers that have ever written back to me and i'm like son of a bitch they're grooming you dude you know and now thankfully harry turtle dove has started talking to me so i'm just like okay he's he hated trump and huh who's that uh alternate history guy okay there you go look at you guns of the south uh yeah all right so that's everything right we're good 
we're good. I think we're, what an hour and fifteen minutes. I think somewhere around there. That's pretty good. It's it's not as bad as it could have been. Not as bad as it could have been. You're right. <laughs> that's going to be the the rating for many episodes of of Voyager. Not as bad as it. No, could I'm talking have about been. the length of our episode. Yes. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Like during uh, DS9, Ben, you were so worried about giving away too many nines. You got to save your nines and everything like that. Like, there's no concern yeah, for not. any of that. Nope. Like, oh, man, this is another six, 5.5. That's that's going to be consistent. There's this. no limit on those. Nope. Yeah. If there was a limit on fives, we'd be fucked. Well, see, that was the TNG thing is fives were as just an episode. That used to be the thing. If it was five, it was, yeah, it was it was an episode. It was just an episode. I think that got moved up to like a six. Yeah, with, I think with, six became yeah. the de facto. Eh, it's just an episode. But if you think about it too, there's only nine for Deep Space Nine. So a six is actually like, yeah, it's just an episode, but it's still pretty damn good. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's, it's fitting. I, re- I don't know, man. Like I said, I really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was cool. So it's, just, It was a fun episode. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I like that noir take. What's the next one? emanations i don't even want to look ahead voyager detects the signature of his uh, the signature of his uh, the pfft, voyager detects the signature of an as yet undiscovered heavy element within the ring system of a planet and organizes an away team to investigate the cavern system on one of the rocks oh we get to use the cave set <clears throat> in doing so they discover numerous humanoid bodies Covered in cobweb substances, caverns. Are we going to have a giant spider episode? Burial ground. I don't know. We'll see what Space happens. Space spiders in the rings of a planet. Shalob is going to show up and be like, oh. the Nielsen rating for this was a seven point one. Holy shit! That's that's a good rating for a Voyager episode. It's an excellent rating. I mean, I don't even think the ratings for Deep Space Nine got that high. Oh no, the rating those ratings are shit for deep space nine and and those need to be reevaluated. What was the lead-in for Voyager? Or was it the lead-in show? Voyager was the anchor. Homies in space. It was like a a (laughs) did a different perspective. Was it Wednesday nights on UPN? I have no idea. Because the episode, I know the date, it was like February something that this, this episode came on. Hold on just a second. Originally aired January 95 to May 01, lasting 172. It doesn't say what night. It probably says somewhere down in the article. Yeah, I mean, you can look up the air date. Was Feb- yeah, it's February 27th, 1995. I'm not doing all that. So, well, all you got to do, hey, Google, what day of the week was February 27th, 1995? Monday. Oh, good guess, Dennis. That was a guess. I looked it up. Oh, that's cool. All right. There you go. All right. Well, Actually, I looked up March 13th because that was that Emanations episode was March 13th. But, so, uh, what did it always air on Mondays? Uh, I don't think so. First season. Yeah. Mondays but, on UPN. I really thought it was uh, a Wednesday for some reason. That might have been Twilight Zone that was on Wednesdays. I don't. With with what's his face who would make a good Columbo, uh, Forrest Whitaker. I just don't see him as Columbo. It could be really good. Yeah. I think he'd be excellent. I could see him being like real, like oh shucks, oh I'm sorry. Uh, I'm yeah, I would like maybe Tuvok in this episode should have gone the Columbo route, and he would have got more answers faster. One more thing. <laughs> I have to watch the Shield with uh, 
Forrest Whitaker again, just to kind of get that feel to see if it, if there's any elements of Columbo in his character there. Is there? I don't think so, but well, I can't the remember. The Shield is on Hulu, I think. Mm. And now Paramount Plus is supposed to be the bomb-ass shit because they got a bunch of stuff now. Yeah. I got to see how that impacts my uh, CBS All Access. Same price. Oh well, yeah, yeah, but does same subscription? Does yeah? Do I have to re up or something? Or no, not thing. according to the uh, the FAQ that I saw. Just okay. keep on rolling, baby. They just added a bunch of shit, so it's the same price, but they just added a bunch of stuff. Okay, I I saw online. I don't know if you guys were ever fans of the sketch comedy show, The State, but The State is. I always wanted to. I always heard good things, and I never got to watch it. Yeah, I, I, the one bit that I remember the most is the Pope. It's do yourself a favor and just Google. I, you know what? I'll do it for you. I'll find it for you and I'll stick it in the chat, but it's just, I'm going to Popa. It's, it's really, really great. I wish I could watch it with you because I, I, it's the one bit from that show. That's always stuck with me. Like in my heart. Is that, is Ken Marino? Is he from? The yeah. State? Ken Marino's in the state. Is that, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ian Black. He's also in the Michael state. Ian Black. Yeah. Then I may have seen the Pope sketch. Hey, I'm gonna pop. Uh, it's it's it takes place in an Italian restaurant, and these Italian these people with thick, goofy Italian accents are waiting for the Pope to come to eat at their Italian restaurant. But before the Pope comes, they're gonna eat, and they're all dressed in white, and the whole set's white, and they just spill food on each other for like two minutes. And they go, oh, "Not not on my white suit," <laughs> and then the Pope shows up. And he's it's the Pope. Really, it's a really good. Even though the Pope was Polish at the time. It's, it's really good. Dennis, come on. That why you gotta, I mean, gosh, with your facts and your knowledge. No, I just think it's funny that whenever the Pope gets portrayed in any media, he always has an Italian accent. Well, because it's in Italy. I know. You know? The Vatican. German Pope? No. Nah. Vatican City, baby. Now the Pope's what? Is he Pope? He's Argentinian? Yeah. Argentina. Yeah. He's Argentinian. Which Argentina has a lot of ties to Italy, yeah. I found out. And really? Germany. Yeah. And, and Germany. Fabrizio Colaccini. He's oh. uh, like Colaccini sounds like an Italian name, but he's Argentinian. Fabrizio is he the new signing for Newcastle? No, I, I mean he was Newcastle's captain like okay. ten years ago. Okay. Is that the guy that had testicular cancer? No, that's uh uh Jonas Gutierrez. I like, he's also Argentinian. He had the long hair. Yeah, the ponytail. Yeah, yeah, he was cool. I like that. Yeah, Colaccini had like the hey. the curly fro. I'm a Colaccini. Yeah. Are you guys gonna stay up? No. You don't think so? Because I mean, Sheffield United is all but done. Big Sam's yeah. Big Sam's finished. Like they're done. You got a big yeah, game Fulham's, against. Yeah, Fulham's gonna come take us. I don't know, man. Because they haven't won, but they haven't lost, and. All we do is lose, 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 no matter what. All we do is lose, lose, lose. I will say uh, I'm fully prepared to lose this weekend. Yeah, who? It doesn't matter. To Man United. I'm just saying, yes, it, it does. Matter I, don't, I don't want to lose to Man United, but there's too many narratives at the moment. United hasn't scored a goal in three matches. Um, where There's too much There's too much going. We're going to lose. I already know it. You guys have a... Uh, UCL match next week. Oh, we're t- we're two zero up in the Champions League, so I think we're we scored two away goals. 
Yeah. So I'm not super worried about that. And but, uh, Mooch and Gladbach stinks. Now yeah, Ben's, Ben's pulling a Jenny now. He's like, I'm fucking bored. I, gotta well, go no, I just got an email saying I'm part of a class action lawsuit. So I'm just like, oh, oh. fun. All right. Well, let's end on that. All right, guys. As the uh, defendant. <laughs> no, it's it's uh, part of uh, playing Fortnite. Okay. Well, you guys have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you again next week as we go further on our voyage into Star Trek Voyager. Hey, how's that soy latte coming?